Everyone talks about these companies. We talk with them. Welcome to Insider Talks, the show where we interview China-based professionals on hot and thought-provoking topics. Hello, everyone. I'm Matthew David, the founder of Dasha Consulting, and uh, this podcast of Market Insiders is with Alex Sidorenko. Um, you are um, China brand ambassador and sales manager for CIS countries uh, for the brand Kaluga Queen, and uh, you are in the caviar business. Uh, you are Russian, so all makes a lot of sense and to work in a caviar business, being Russian and, and in China. And um, as a first question, I like to know a bit more about uh, Kaluga Quinn. Um, what's the company, what you are doing? And I was very, very impressed about uh, the way you produced, uh, what you are managing as a land, as a, as, as a water field um, for, for, to, to raise estrogen and to get caviar. So my first question is, uh, would you mind sharing a bit about uh, yourself and about um, Kaluga Queen too? Okay, good morning, Matthew. Um, yeah, my name is Alex and I came from Russia. I'm already in a caviar business more than uh, eight years. And now this time I working together with the Kaluga Queen company. So the uh, Kaluga Queen company, it's a really old brand in the Czech market. So with a history of more than 20 years and the company started breeding fish in 1998. So first fishes came to China and organized China, it's 1998. So, but you know, the biggest problem is uh, then you bring a fish, but you should spend a lot of time. It's you fish for make a first carrier, already spent an eight year, which is the first carrier. So our first carrier came in, uh, 2006, and in that time, we just produced only 100 kg of a caviar. And right now, last year, we produced 100 ton of caviar. So you can see for, for 15 years, like uh, how, how big changes is. And the uh, yeah, company increasing a lot, but the biggest thing is the quality of the caviar. So all suppliers around the world uh, right now, quite happy with our quality, and uh, our quantity can <laughs> support <laughs> the quality. So, so right now we really care about the quality because then you're working with a luxury goods. The most important thing is quality. If you know, if you you can make any mistake and it can be found in the market, so you can forget about your name and about your brand and especially in the food industry and the luxury food industry. But in any case, uh, this is a really long uh, way to become uh, a powerful company in the market. Right now, we share like 35% of the world market. And in the beginning, not so many people support uh, Chinese care, not so many people believe in this. But situation changed dramatically, and uh, I think that most important day, one of the most important day in our history, is uh, blind tasting with Lufthansa. So our manager team just came to Lufthansa for blind care, blind tasting, and this time uh, Lufthansa won a once one of the suppliers in the world. So this is a competition. 
uh, in the table, it's more than 25 kind of a carrier, and all this carrier come in all around the world. So in the first day, we just had a first position, no, but uh, <laughs> not so, so many people. When was it? Uh, 2011, so it's like years ago. Yeah, and not so many people believe in this result. So with Lufthansa, I want to make a second uh, competition after one month. Uh, but fortunately for us, in a second competition, we got the same position. And from the days, we supply first class of uh, Lufthansa. And uh, I think this is a, one of the <laughs> greatest days in our history. But step by step, we just increase in our sales and our sales region all around the world. So a lot of different people from the United States, from Europe, from Russia as well. And Japan and China, they all support and love our products. So to tell the truth, I'm really proud to sell such, such a good carrier to the people and make people happy. When you go to uh, other countries, so I, I, I understood, um, and I understand that what you say, that uh, most of your sales are overseas, if I'm correct. And in China, it's doubling fast, but there's still a long way to go to go to the level of consumption in the West. Am I correct to say so? Uh, tell the truth. Uh, yeah, because the uh, most important thing is the cultural things of a luxury product. So not so many people around China understood a lot of area, but step by step, uh, we try to educate and a lot of people just travel around the world and can see uh, products from Michelin starts restaurant from uh, different uh, luxury place and a lot of people call us and ask us to provide such a carrier but tell the truth in the United States the Russian Europe carrier already no delicacy so it's like <laughs> it's quite different tell the truth if I came to Moscow if they want to cater to some restaurant or some bar, like after five minutes, a lot of people came to me and start to ask me or try to share with me or, or something like that, because it's quite a big interest. In France, the same. In the United States, the same. But in China, a little bit different. Uh, it's quite interesting things because uh, you can see that the name of our company is Kaluga Queen. So Kaluga, this is a species of a fish which came from north of China, uh, from Amur River. So Amur River, it's a border between Russia and China. In the north, it's Russia. In the south, it's China. And in this river, it's a two very famous species, like Kaluga and Amur sturgeon. So in Henlanzang province, that people already work with a carrier and work with a, you know, fish for a really long time. So in Dombay uh, kitchen, it's some people use a caviar and uh, fish as well. But tell the truth, not so many kitchen like you know uh, very famous like Shanghai cuisine or Beijing cuisine or let's say Cantonese cuisine. They not really used caviar uh, for a long time. So it's for them it's quite new products. But right now in Beijing we. In, not we, but we work with Dadon and we just make a really nice uh, dish. It's a Beijing duck, it's very famous, and they put a carrier on the top. So right now, this is a booming around China. <laughs> Beijing duck with a carrier 
interesting. For people who don't know and listen to us or who have not been in Beijing, Dadong is a very, very famous indeed restaurant for Peking duck, which is um, a very, um, very uh, traditional dish uh, from Beijing. And what I what I I understand from what you just said is that in order to make caviar more popular, you use a very traditional dish and you try to innovate with a restaurant. And in some way, the restaurant is happy about it because it helps them also to maybe price a bit higher, to bring innovation uh, and to, to engage with the clients in a different way. Am I correct with that? Yeah, that, that is a true. So uh, right now what we are doing, we try to mix uh, cultural things together. So West and East, we try to bring it together. And we're working not only with Chinese chefs, but we're also working with uh, international chefs and try to bring cultural things together. Also, we like have a close relationship with Shangri-La, with Hayat, with Ninsula, before this luxury hotel. So they uh, really help us to make some new dish. So we're always looking for to make some new for our clients and provide uh, some different things, especially in the food. Do you know in China that food, it's a lot of food on the table. It's like hundreds of millions of different dishes on the table and any province have a different kind of food. So what we're trying to make is like something different to our clients. So you have a cook in, internally, I believe, who is going to innovate with restaurants, or is it more some typical suggestion you have, um, you you observing and discussion, or is it a cook from your, your side coming up with a new uh, <laughs> recipe? And tell the truth, uh, you know, it's like, uh, we're not really following the restriction about how to cook the caviar or how to pair a caviar with a different kind of alcohol. But uh, we just have a couple of suggestions, like what is it really good to do? Uh, for example, Russian way, it's a traditional way of <laughs> Russian cuisine, only caviar and vodka. <laughs> I think it's a well-known dish, like, uh, I think that uh, for me, uh, vodka beluga, this is a, one of the Russian brands, I think doing really well. So, and quality is so good. So when you pair in vodka and beluga, caviar, beluga, vodka beluga caviar, it's really, give you such a really yeah, strong feeling of cultural things. Also, it's really nice to drink caviar with uh, champagne, such a, let's say, Don Perignon, something uh, like this. So then you go to a brunch or enjoy a nice evening. It's really nice to invite a, a girlfriend or wife to have a, such a, a romantic event. But I think it's more look like a French restaurant and a French way. Uh, to eat the caviar, but also uh, the Chinese way to eat caviar. We right now try to make with uh, Mao Thai. <clears throat> like you, you got a shot of Mao Thai and some caviar, or also Diao Yu Thai, such another kind of uh, spirit from China, also very kind of luxury things. And of course, try to establish different kind of uh, foods. For example, Sometimes you can eat pure caviar and pair with champagne, or and sometimes you can put a caviar on the top of a dish or a side dish. It's like uh, you can play uh, with around different things. It's always depend on the chef in the restaurant. We just give him a freedom, and uh, he can uh, you know it's like an art of uh, luxury food. <laughs> how do how do the chefs react to to caviar? Let's say Chinese restaurants. 
how do they, you feel they react with caviar? Do you feel that it's easy for them as an addition in dishes for recipes, or actually it <coughs> takes time for them to, to, to innovate? Mm. I feel it's, it shouldn't be that hard to add caviar actually as an addition on, on recipes. Uh, such as actually baking duck, it makes a lot of sense. But what's the general uh, discussion you have with them? What's your feeling? Uh, is it something new so they, they need a bit of time? What's the reaction? How do they react? Very open mm. or a bit conservative at the beginning? How to say? I'm going to say it's like uh, we also spend a lot of time in China. And China is a big country uh, with a different culture. And let's say Beijing, Shanghai, Shenzhen, Guangzhou, Chengdu maybe. It's a big uh, and uh, really open up, opening city with a lot of foreigners, with a lot of overseas experience. So we have uh, like uh, our connection with uh, Michelin uh, restaurants. So for them, uh, all the chefs quite experienced and quite open-minded international people. So they know about the caviar very well. We have like, um, they, they really like, okay, with the caviar. But sometimes when you came to a small city, uh, it's a little bit different uh, because uh, we need to educate people and explain them what is a caviar and the history of the caviar. So I would like to say we need more time to educate people. So that's why we're making uh, events, especially like I'm also making some kind of events in Beijing and Shanghai. And we educated people about not about on the way how to cook a caviar, but what is a caviar is, uh, what kind of fish we use to make a caviar. And uh, we still need a lot of uh, education to bring the people really joy of caviar. What you are saying that the chefs you are working with are already familiar with caviar. So they maybe already use some. So they, the, the fact that they work with you, maybe it's easier because it's made in China, so, and the quality is good, so they are willing to work with you. But what you say is that the end client needs to be, what you say, educated or to get to know the product. What are the questions they have? You are brand ambassador. I believe you meet with clients. You meet with end clients, right? We are eating caviar. Um, um, and what are the typical questions? What are the typical misunderstandings? Uh, I'm going to say that caviar, it's not only just a food, uh, but it's a way of life. Yeah, this is a luxury way of life, and you enjoy uh, life. And sometimes for for different culture, uh, then you're not really growing up with this kind of a culture. A lot of people in the beginning, they not really understood the flavor of a caviar, or they not understood, uh, let's say, why it's, Expensive, but why team is so small? It's like for <laughs> this is a uh, uh, let's let's say something with sikukumba uh, in China. Yeah, like that sikukumba, it's a small piece of seafood, but sometimes it's very expensive. True. And uh, abalone as well. Abalone is very small, right? And it's not very big. Yeah. And it's very expensive. But the opposite lobster, which is expensive, can be expensive depending on which lobster. Australian lobster can be very expensive. Mm. Um, it's big. And it's, uh, it, 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 it's impressive when you're on the table. Then how do you answer the question about uh, it's so small and so expensive? I, I, I looked at your brochure <laughs> and I found out that in your brochure, you insist on 
the water quality, you insist on certification from Europe, you insist on also uh, your ability to export to other markets to so that you are international level. Um, what else do you show to, to, to make them understand uh, uh, the, the price and the quantity that precious? The most biggest problem of the caviar, it's uh, we should breed in a fish for a long time. Uh, let's say different species, we should breed them for different time. Uh, right now we breed a Russian surgeon, so it's need eight to nine years. It's same like a hybrid, eight to nine years. That most expensive carrier in the world is the beluga carrier. <clears throat> so to make a beluga carrier, you should wait for 20 years. So can, can, you, <laughs> can you imagine if you just invest all the money for 20 years and that carrier is a fish belong to your family right now with same age like your kids. And this is a biggest problem of the price. Tell the truth in uh, like before, like 20, 30 years ago, the price not that much expensive because uh, people can catch caviar in the Caspian Sea, in the Black Sea, and uh, in the different places all around the world. But right now, that's uh, prohibited to catch a wild fish and because of overfishing this is not so many fish exists right now so it's totally prohibited to catch kind of a fish in a, in a wild condition so right now only one way to still like, protect the fish it, it's only the aquaculture so right now we not only produce the fish, but we also support a fishery around the China that we bring small fish lakes into the different places to, to increase the population of the fish. And uh, because we unfortunately cannot produce like million tons, like hundred tons, thousand tons, we have a quite limited fin uh, in the market. That's why uh, price, unfortunately, quite expensive. But I hope in the future it can be more affordable for, for people and people will enjoy it like for daily routine. So in your presentation, there's another aspect you are, you are uh, displaying. It is the nutrition, uh, the nutrition of caviar, what's inside. And actually your presentation, maybe it's more for B2B than B2C, for more for, for distributors, but you insist on um, on very technical aspects. So the nutrition with very detailed aspect of how nutritious it is and, and good, I believe for health, that's what you, you are saying when you list all the nutrition, but also how you, um, how you produce and uh, certification and so on. Uh, have you built some stories, branding around, uh, around caviar and the, and the brand like we see in the wine industry? When, when you talk to a, a, a wine producer, he's talking about the story. He's talking about the, the different tastes of, of grapes and how it pair with other food. What kind of, of speech do you have in China with caviar? Okay, right now, so that is the biggest name that is a Kaluga Queen. So they, they build our brand about the story of Kaluga Queen. So Kaluga, it's uh, one of the biggest species of this kind of a fish. Uh, which uh, living in the north of the China. This is a local fish and queen, that uh, name of the beautiful, powerful, uh, successful woman, or let's say girl. 
So it's, we try to build our brand on this uh, story. And of course, in this case, we should say something about our lake. So this is a place where we're growing the fish, which is, uh, I think, one of the beautiful places around the China. This is the Tiandao Lake. So the lake is quite huge. It's, it's the same size like Singapore. It's more than 572 square kilometers and the uh, deepest water about 100 meters, but average about 50 meters. So it's, I think if you, you stay in China for a long time as well, you should go there and uh, enjoy the time. And, uh, it's, it's not far from Shanghai, only two hours by high-speed train after Hangzhou next station. So guys, if you're in Shanghai, just enjoy your time. For weekend, you can rent a nice place there and you can see everything by yourself. You emphasize on the lake, yeah. the history of the lakes, the description of the lake, how natural it is, how healthy it is. That's part of the branding. They know because the most important things for fish is a uh, it's a water. If you have a nice water, you're gonna have a pure taste of the caviar. Because not only pure water, but also that conviction uh, of oxygen. Also days, numbers of the sunny days, and purity of water. And temperature of water are quite uh, important for, for, for making fish. Another thing what I want to add is like uh, we feed in the fish for eight uh, or say 10 years, but before we make a caviar, we should stop to feed a fish for 45 days to clean up all body and to bring an amazing taste to the caviar. So it, it's very important things to pick a temperature condition over water before a production of caviar and stop to feed a fish for 45 days. It's like super important to make a nice product. So that's, that's actually something you are going to tell um, the end client, the consumer, when, when you meet with them, right? The process, how, it, how it's, it's produced. Yeah, yeah. How it, it, it. That's part of the main discussion you have, right, with them. This is also, you know, in our career class, we also introduce a career process as well. Because uh, in the career process, it's a, in the world, this is a two or three different way of career production. So right now we use Iranian way to make career. For example, like we should have a 15 steps, 16 steps, and we should make it in a 15 minutes. And uh, you can do it by any machine. So it's only handmade product, uh, which can, <laughs> and it should be very finished by very fast in, a, in the normal condition of water temperature and the temperature of the factory. So we always support with, uh, this kind of a, Fins to make a nice caviar. It's very interesting to see how Chinese consumers are reacting to to caviar. And um, are you are you seeing any seasonality? Um, I, I, we went on your Timor, and we saw that actually. Uh, I think, yeah, I think uh, we went just after Women's Day, and we saw that your sales were pretty good uh, for that week compared to the whole month uh, for the last 30 days. So I believe um, you are, I mean, the product is used for uh, romantic dinners, for some festivals, uh, but March 8th, Valentine's Day could be high season for you. Am I correct with that? Am I missing a bigger picture? Maybe Chinese New Year is bigger, maybe Chi I, I don't know. We're working on a different international market. 
So let's say about overworld first. Uh, in every country, that day there is specific, and that most important day I think for all around the world, this is a New Year Eve, a、uh, Christmas and New China, Year. China too. Yeah, China. It's also quite、uh, quite nice season,、uh, quite nice sales point in the New Year or Christmas. But in China, a little bit different. We do quite nice sales in Shanxi, eleventh of <laughs> November, but also like、uh, different festivals like. Fourteenth of February, Valentine's Day, eighth、uh, of March,、uh, Spring Festival,、uh, Dragon Festival, and so, so on. So we we can support,、uh, you know, in every country we try to support local festivals to bring、uh, people、uh, some different kind of experience. For example, for Chinese New Year, it's also very very good doing such nice promotion all around China. When when I was thinking about the Chinese clients, I was mainly thinking actually of the Chinese clients、uh, being in a restaurant and eating actually uh, uh, somewhere a luxury luxury restaurant, a premium restaurant. But actually, what you are describing with Shuangshui or、uh, other festivals that people buy it for home.、Uh, do you have any idea how they consume it at home? Because Chinese don't eat that much bread.、Uh, that's that caviar is new to them. Uh, this is expensive for what it is for for, for the the size of what it is.、Uh, so how do they how do they use it、uh, at home? Do do you have some ideas? Do you have some discussions with them?、Uh, yeah, every person did the different way.、Uh, it's also quite different by who's purchasing your behavior. This is old people, young people, kids. Because、uh, we really believe that caviar really can help to old people、uh, improve their health condition. So if it's like、uh, oh, kind of old people, we just they eat at home pure caviar by tins. But you should remember, the、uh, best way to eat caviar is only fifteen to one hundred grams per day. This is a limit. Do you talk、yeah. about that on your website, and、uh, and do you do you advertise on on how much to to eat for for health purposes? Yeah, yeah, of course. We always like talk to people, and、uh, you know, like a production, we always can say, okay, guys, you can eat the、like, cages or tons of caviar for one day. It can be good for your health. But the, the truth, fifty grams to one hundred grams is like、uh, enough to for one day. Another things I I really believe that、uh, young people try to make roman romantic event at home. They just buy a、uh, champagne and eat with caviar. And some family people wanna make a, a sushi or sashimi at home and、uh, put some caviar in then eat with rice、uh, like in a Japanese restaurant. And a lot of people just follow on some information from the internet how to eat a caviar as well. So right now we're working on the book. It's gonna be like a story of the caviar、uh, in China and also a book how to cook caviar to your home. I see. So if I segment a little bit、uh, how Chinese、um, eat caviar would be one for maybe health reasons or health purpose, like、uh, maybe older people、um, who have this、uh, understanding of the health benefits. Then you have people who like to、um, cook at home,、uh, maybe very associated with Japanese food, as far I understand,、uh, with fresh,、um, fresh food and fresh seafood. And then you might have the younger、um, 
population who is trying maybe uh, caviar as something fancy, um, as you said, with champagne, which is very associated to something fancy. Um, am I correct with a segmentation? I just want to add one more segment. It's a really young generation. It's a small kids, uh, three years old until let's say 12 or 15 years old. We are producing a caviar for them, but with a less percentage of the salts. So that uh, usually the percentage of the salt around seven for the really young, for really small kids, we're making a caviar with a less salt. It's very interesting because we see that actually Chinese might consume for purposes which are very functional, very health-oriented uh, for all elderly, for older people, and very young when actually you not you need specific nutrition. Um, actually, we, I saw that as another market in the cheese market. Uh, the cheese actually is is consumed by very young kids. I mean, by kids. Uh, because it happened to grow actually. That's that's the, the picture of cheese for 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 Chinese. Because Chinese don't eat bread, for instance, so they don't know how to put cheese anywhere. So some players have created cheese with strawberry, cheese with um uh, with, with another fruit to to make it a bit a bit a bit more uh, sweet. So it's very interesting what you say. Yeah, we not put any like uh, some additional flavor to a caviar. Uh, not any spicy, only pure caviar, but we can play with the salt percentage. And uh, tell the truth, when I eat, I eat caviar one time a month or week, I don't really remember, but it's always uh, some caviar in refrigerator in my home. So it's really helpful for nutrition, and I just want to make it a promotion, but tell the truth, do you know that people like say like Habib, UFC champion who just fight if uh guy. Uh, Habib Nurmagomedov, he's the biggest fighter of UFC. Actually he's came from Dagestan uh, from Russia and it's a lot of big fighters came from this place. And also you know, Iranian fighters or Azerbaijanian fighters, so also very nice, like in Tatami. And all of these guys came from an area that people mostly the caviar. So I really believe for men's health, it's really can support <laughs> because of numbers of the champions from UFC or from wrestling or from a different really hard kind of a sport. They always came from the place where caviar very famous. I'm not sure if it's because of they eat the caviar or because they're different things, but tell the truth, how is it? Is it really... So is it something you say to Chinese consumers? Uh, this The story you just said about uh, those specific UFC uh, champions who eat caviar, uh, is it something you, you mentioned to Chinese? Are they receptive to it? This is a not main story, but yeah, I can tell the story. Do they find it funny or do they find it actually insightful and believe actually will buy because of those uh, stories which shows the uh, health um, health benefits? Uh, I don't think they're gonna buy us of that story, but it's definitely uh, they quite interesting for the uh, next generation. You know how the Chinese people invest in the kids. The kids really important uh, in China, so they do the best what they can and uh, feed a caviar to the guy, to the small kids. I think it's really amazing thing for the brain. Interesting. I, I see some patterns here um, with um, 
relationship to, to, to new kind of food between Chinese and new kind of food, when you look at, um, um, when you look at wine, uh, when you look at um, a, a few uh, like infant formula brands, um, wine is also advertising on the fact that it's good for health from one drink of, of wine every day. Uh, it's good for, it, it is said to be good for health. I wouldn't say one, one, one drink a day and keep the, the doctor away, but it's a bit the idea. Uh, and second thing is about infant formula. There was some advertising a few years ago that some infant would develop the brain of the kid, of the, of the child. Uh, um, and there is this idea of what you eat is also what you, what you, you become or you are and, and develop your, your abilities, which is scientifically proof, but it's very conscious. Um, Chinese are very self-conscious about that. Uh, it, it's very interesting to see to see the pattern. I like to to go back to the segmentation. We talked about segmentation in terms of uh, why you consume it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's fancy. It's uh, healthy. Uh, it's it's good within fresh uh, uh, fresh food dishes like um, like um, like Japanese food and so on. What about the region, the provinces, the cities? Is it very linked to the income of people? So you will, will mainly see on Beijing, Shanghai, Guangzhou, Shenzhen, because the income is higher and because it's international? Or is it also linked to the cuisine? And we have eight cuisine in China, right? We have Sichuan cuisine, we have Shanghai cuisine. Sichuan is spicy, like Hunan is spicy. Um, uh, Shanghai is like spicy. Then you have also a lot of hogo in some places, so hot pot. What, what, what do you feel about the provinces and cities which, which work best for caviar? Okay, tell the truth that the most consuming city around China is Shanghai. In the top, it's number one. I think it's two different things. One, it's uh, in number of healthy Chinese citizens. In another thing, it's a number of uh, foreign people who live in Shanghai. And uh, business in Shanghai is going quite good compared to another city. Uh, next one, it's Beijing and Shenzhen, and Guangzhou also. So it's also quite good things. Uh, in Beijing, it's also quite high restaurants and uh, big numbers of foreigners who work in the embassy and uh, different government. And Shenzhen, it's quite <laughs> quite new city. So Tevatruf is a free city, quite quite good from uh, sales prospect, but. In Chinese cuisine, only one cuisine have a fish. It's from Hanlongjiang province, so it's Dongbei cuisine. Have a kind of a fish. So this is a, some very nice kitchen in uh, Harbin. So a, a lot of Harbinian uh, restaurants use a fish there for a local market, and it's in a historically improved. So right now, you know, it's a very famous uh, thing in Harbin. It's a fest festival of ice. In the winter time, we also quite enjoy the fish product there. So right now we're working in Beijing with Beijing Dark. So I think it's number one around China. And right now we also try to find something in the different cuisine and pair with Chinese local cuisines. I see. Yeah. So would, would you agree if I say that um, caviar is very linked to international market in China, meaning cities which are international, where uh, you have a good mix of Chinese who have lived abroad, who are very internationally minded, and also actually uh, foreigners living there, uh, and including foreigners uh, from Asia, and the biggest community actually in Beijing are 
Japanese, Korean as, as foreign communities, not only Western uh, um, uh, communities. And then there's a second market, which is linked to the local market, local dishes, local recipes, which is, would you say, Dongbei. Uh, where you actually have a consumption locally with restaurants locally uh, with a culture of using caviar. So you have those two main segmentation. Is, is it correct to see this way? For one say, yeah, this is a correct, but tell the truth right now that international people, right now it's a COVID situation and not so many international people stay in China, unfortunately. It's already one year and uh, uh, nobody know who gonna be what's gonna be next for next couple years if they back to china or gonna still be outside numbers of the travelers uh chinese people who travel to uh, germany or france or italy or united states really huge so what we found out it's a lot of numbers of the people they really enjoy care outside of china uh like in the michelin restaurant of paris and right now they just back to China after like uh, travelers and they are looking for some similar experience in the local market. And that's quite good thing for us because um, how to say people should, Chinese cannot travel anymore. Flavor of the caviar, they already tried it in, uh, in outside. And right now, this is uh, some, uh, they, they have already have idea of the caviar. And right now, we are more and more looking for local, lots of luxury brands right now, uh, quite low because of COVID situation, because not millions of Chinese stay in China. Yeah, I might have not expressed me correctly, but indeed I was thinking, I was uh, thinking myself that international Chinese being actually, I should have used the, the word, the Chinese uh, traveler uh, who go overseas or who are internationally minded, uh, uh, who have an international perspective. Um, and I'm, I, I'm very curious about uh, when you work online, uh, when you do your promotion online, uh, I believe you work with some KOL as well, because it is a thing to do in China. Um, how do uh, do you interact with them? How do KOL um, talk about caviar? Uh, I believe you cannot control everything, so they should talk about it in their own way. Uh, also, what kind of comments do you have online uh, from people? They should make it theirs, this product. So when, when the market is making it uh, its uh, product it's for himself, he's always coming up with a different story, a different way of presenting. Have you found any anything which was a bit different from your initial introduction that KOL were using or comments online? Right now, let's say Douyin, a very famous platform all around the China. Not only Douyin, but uh, Hongshu. And yes, it's true, we're working with a numbers of KLA, but uh, we not uh, we not really can control what they said. We just give them some specific things, then usually then we welcome them to our factory and show off to everything around the factory, how to teach. We just give them like uh, training and a workshop for one for one day and show them everything around our factory and give them suggestion but every KLA have a different segmentation in the market so some of them trying to make uh, let's say funny and uh, uh, curious video about the fish uh, about a caviar some KLA just uh, jumping in the water and catching the fish <laughs> in the water so make a 
it makes some <laughs> really funny <laughs> to watchers to the fans. Uh, but some Kelly are more professional and uh, working with uh, very high cuisine, so they're making a, a nice uh, Michelin restaurant dish in the video. So it, everything, everyone, it's quite different. We're not really give them any limit about the video. We just say to that KLA guys, we welcome you anytime. And if you need any information, we can support. And okay, do what you want, but uh, just uh, follow the doing rules. So open, open, really open for you. You can do for what you want. But I remember a really nice, funny story that, that people just jump to a, <laughs> to a cage with a fish and uh, it's quite deep, but people, people try to grab a fish. Yeah, because do you know that fish quite big? That fish can be 15, 50 kg, 70 kg. It's not like five kg small fish. It's like <laughs> it's like really big one. And yeah, interesting. Sometimes... We we work for we work in the king crabs industry before. And uh, when you see a big king crab of eight kilogram and someone is is, is taking it on uh, with his uh, bare hands, uh, that's impressive. That's something which can be used for for the brand for for. For the for the to showcase a product, the, the biggest king crab, and yeah, they, they are from Russia too. Uh, so to show uh, the animal and to compare to humans and how big it is, uh, that's always interesting. Yeah. That's working well. What about online comments? Did you do, do you feel your team has to answer to specific questions to correct people online about caviar or to what do you what do you see in terms of comments, in terms of questions online? The person who is really responsible in Taobao store, so that person can answer all the questions from the Taobao. And uh, right now it's also a very famous thing, and we have like Taobao online perform. If you have any question, you can ask them. But uh, I did a couple time did a couple online show uh, by myself, so it's quite re- very interesting experience and. Uh, uh, a lot of questions came from uh, different perspectives of you. Some people asked where caviar came from, how to eat caviar, uh, what is the best way to pay for what kind of liquid, like champagne, vodka, or Thai. And a lot of questions about transportation. Is it possible to move a small things of caviar? Uh, from factory to some small city or to big city? Is it safe to fly by airplane? What is the temperature or condition control, etc.? Carrier is very specific things, and you should be very careful with uh, buying a carrier because uh, fresh carrier shelf life is very short. In the small teens, it's only one month. So then you use a carrier, you should be know this carrier is very fresh. And then you, the transportation from factory to your market or to your home, you should know that the temperature is right. So that most important thing, the temperature between plus two and minus two. So always then the seven, we put some dry ice inside of the box and keep uh, temperature on a normal way. I see. So do you see in terms of, of comments, in terms of questions, um, something negative? I, I believe one of the some way negative comment we could have is that it's very expensive for something very small. But what other thing do you see? Maybe it's it's too salty. We, we have this comment for a lot of 
um, um, uh, dishes from overseas or pastry is too sweet, for instance? Do you have the comment for caviar that is too salty? What kind of negative comments would you have? Okay, yeah, then you walk into the big numbers of the people, because sometimes you have a different question, sometimes they are not really easy to answer. Most um, question it's about the price, and you know, then you buy a crops, you can you can understand that price of the crops quite big, but crops here also quite big. But sometimes the question is, okay, uh, for 10 grams, I should pay 200 RMB. Uh, what I can get, <laughs> what is the reason why why I should pay such a big money for a small tin of caviar? And sometimes our beluga caviar can be more pricey, but that, that is the reason. This is a luxury thing, and idea is we spent uh, 10 or 20 years to make a fish, uh, to, to make growing the fish this kind, and that is, a, that is our answer. Unfortunately, we cannot uh, sell it cheaper due to our cost of production for, for 10, 20 years of investment. Another situation about the saltness, mm, this is a standard way of producing a carrier. So we always put a saltness for 3.7%. So let's say this is a, in one of the most international standards of producing a carrier. So we also try to just follow the rules uh, uh, of the international standards. But in any case, we can play with the flavor. Uh, we can play, put a little bit less salt or a little bit more salt or according to your, to your, to your idea. Also that every different kind of a fish, they have a different size and different color of the, uh, the eggs. So sometimes uh, Siberian sturgeon, it's more about uh, black color. It's like totally black. But uh, Russian sturgeon or hybrid can be different color. Uh, it can be from uh, dark black, the light and cold color. So you sometimes- You have questions of the color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's a lot of people ask, uh, oh, okay, in the internet and found the answer that black caviar should be black, but your but your carrier, it's not that black, what I'm expecting, why? So this, this is the most common question about the caviar. Uh, I see, I see. Um, questions that actually are easily, easy to answer in some way for the price, for the color, because it's technical in some way. Uh, and, 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 and the saltiness is, is something which is linked to the product. So basically there is no, uh, there, there have never been any uh, negative or food scandal on caviar like we could so see in the infant formula in the past or uh, not much in seafood, by the way, neither. Uh, so this is not this kind of, of topic in China so far. Okay, in the industry. Yeah, uh, tell the truth, like with this COVID situation, as you remember, one, one year ago, like six or seven months ago, this is a, some scandal about import seafood mm. from Norway, from Saudi Arabia, the salmon fish. Uh, so from this time, we just uh, do a lot of job for protect uh, our quality. It impacted people. Yeah, we, got it. Okay. Yeah, it's infected of people. So some people scary to eat the sea product, but 
uh, after a couple of weeks, we already proved our quality, improved the COVID situation in the factory. So we like totally free out of COVID. And right now our product is totally safe. I think right now, yeah, do you know, right now we live in the COVID war, so <laughs> it is a big influence from the COVID situation. But uh, as I mentioned before, after the scandal, uh, some people like a little bit afraid of seafood, but during the couple of weeks, we just uh, do everything what we need to be done and provide all certification about the safety from the safety control department. We are close to the end, and I realized that we didn't talk um, about the size of the company and some numbers. Uh, we said that you were producing 100 tons, right, of caviar, uh, if I'm yeah. correct. Um, you are, you are, actually, the company is employing 400 people uh, in uh, the whole company, so processing, IND, quality, sales, marketing, purchasing. And are, are you able to share the revenues uh, for this year and the growth, or is something confidential? Uh, tell the truth, uh, like we increasing year by year. So uh, in beginning, what I mentioned before, in 2006, we just produced 100 kg. And step by step, we just add uh, volume to the export. In bef before that, I think two years before, we just made 80 tons. Uh, one year before, it's 1995. 90, and we see we have an idea to make one more than 100 tons. And uh, we just producing more and more. And the COVID situation had some influence, of course, on the market. And from the business perspective of you, we also have uh, some situation with uh, RMB and uh, US. Increasing, so it's, it's, yeah, it's so, to sell to the US, I believe, because uh, the price is getting more expensive. Yeah, we have uh, 400 people. And uh, we have like international sales department, about 15 people. This is like uh, all people working with different region. Uh, the people responsible for every uh, specific place all around the world and every year just travel to different country to meet that customer personally and discuss uh, contracts for the next year. Of course, with right now with the COVID situation, situation quite different, but we think in the future uh, it's going to be more stabilized. As a last question, if people want to reach out to you on the caviar business, uh, either because they have a restaurant, either because they want to partner with you to distribute your product, how can they reach out to you? On LinkedIn, by email? Of course, in China, the most thing is WeChat. In China, we have a domestic sales team and we have a domestic phone numbers and, of course, uh, WeChat and all the connection information. So it's quite easy to reach us out in the local or from international. Do you want to, to share any, any contact info to, for you or for the company? By Google, Kaluga Queen Cave Company. Yeah. By email. And it's by email and uh, it's gonna be more enough to get some uh, information in the basic thing because we have uh, a lot of, uh, in the internet, it's a lot of information about our company. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm looking forward to see how the caviar business market is evolving in China. And um, I think it would be great to actually have an update, um, maybe in one year, um, in 2022, uh, to see how it has evolved. Uh, you have been in the business for eight years. Uh, you have seen the evolution. And I, 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 I feel 
this is a market which is going to evolve very fast in China. Thanks, Alex, for your time. Uh, I really enjoyed the talk and very happy to meet with you in Shanghai uh, or to visit you sometime in Hangzhou. Yeah, then you have a time. You're always welcome to Hangzhou. It's not very far from Shanghai. And I think in April, we can meet in Shanghai. And Thanks, Alex. No problem. Thank you very much for your time. Hope to see you soon.